Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Internet Radio's first magazine show, where you get entertainment, payment, celebrity, celebrity, love, love, dating, dating, new, new, business, business, health, health, and fashion, fashion. All presented to you on Plus Size Life Entertainment, where being plus size is never a negative. By your host, here's Jackie and Zuhela. Welcome, everybody. Happy Tuesday. You are listening to Plus Size Life Entertainment right here on the Love Zone USA. Now, my voice might sound a little bit different. It's because it's me, Karishma, from the One and Only Girlfriend Network, and I am here covering for Jackie and Zuhella today. They couldn't be here, but I'm so excited to be here and be a part of this show tonight. We have such an amazing show. We are going to be having Dr. Roz, relationship expert, um, be on air with us tonight. So please call in. Make sure all your relationship questions can be answered. Um, make sure to dial in at 347-539-5729. Now, lovely listeners, it's Tuesday, and it's November 6th, so I hope you know exactly what I'm going to say. It's midterm elections. Um, I just want to emphasize how important it was to vote today, and for all of I know so many of you out there went out, got up early, you know, no matter what the weather was. Um, the producer from the Girlfriend Network, uh, Denise Duran, I want to give a shout-out to her. She got up early, went out in the rain with her baby to vote. So midterm elections are just so important, and I always um, advocate that it is, you know, it's a right that we have um, as citizens, so I think it is just something that we owe to the country, owe to ourselves to get out there and vote. So really proud of everyone. Um, Happy Election Day. So on to some different news. I don't know if all of you have heard yet. I mean, I'm sure you have. It was breaking news today. Idris Elba was named the 33rd sexiest man alive. Yes, finally, I can hear the angels singing. I know a lot of us have been waiting for a long, long time because, and he's been popular by votes and Finally, the time has come. He is officially the sexiest man alive of 2018. So I want to do a shout-out congratulations to him because we know he's been deserving it for the past, I can't even imagine how many years. Like, the past few years, it's just been kind of a letdown, but People Magazine came back up, and they made sure that Idris Elba was our sexiest man. So definitely top news, of course, after the elections. <laughs> so I'm, again, I'm really excited to be here. Um, for a lot of the listeners of the show, I know how popular um, Plus Size P- uh, PFL Entertainment is. It's just been so great with such great hosts. And, um, you know, being part of the Love Zone USA and just being part of this network is so amazing. We have such great entertainment out here. So I'm glad to be uh, guest hosting for this show, and I hope that, you know, all you listeners come listen to us as well on the Girlfriend Network um, with me and Nick Cohn, but it's just been uh, wonderful, and I want to, you know, thank you all for listening in today and for, you know, supporting me being here tonight. Um, okay, so I, I have to go back to Idris Elba because I, I'm really excited, guys. I don't know if you understand how excited I am. I have been waiting for this for years. I love 
Idris Elba. He is my absolute favorite. I think he is hunky. He is sexy. I mean, the list goes on and on. And last year when he was passed up, I was like, this is a joke. I don't even want to look at this list. I'm over it. But we also have to mention that there's only been um, two or three men of color on this list, and he's the 33rd. So that's 30 people that are not of color that have been, you know, named Sexiest Man Alive. And I think that finally in this kind of new generation and new time of life, we're able to diversify. And so that's also it's very groundbreaking and very amazing that he has been named that. I mean, it's obvious. You look at him, you know, you know he's sexy. You know it. So anyway, he was so sweet. He was all humbled by it. I'm acting like he told me this, like, in a phone conversation, like he called me up and was like, yo, Karishma, I love you. Just joking. I wish. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so again, listeners, Dr. Roz is going to be here, and she is a relationship expert on everything. She um, has been on Anderson Cooper. She, um, I'm sorry, Dr. Dr. Anderson Cooper, um, Doc Show. She's been on the OWNS Network docuseries Unfaithful which was really popular um, back in 2012. They used to have different shows about these different situations of people cheating on one another or why relationships would fall apart. She's Huffington Post, um, you know, regular uh, guest appearance on Howard University's uh, radio show as well as a relationship expert. So I'm really, really excited because I have tons of questions for her. And, you know, we're, we're all about the love here on this network. Um, and so I have tons of questions because I would love to know why I'm still single. I would love to know where all the men are. <laughs> so, you know, if you have those questions too, make sure you give us a call at 347-539-5729. Um, and make sure you follow us um, at the Love Zone USA. We are on Instagram, on Facebook, so make, you can reach out to us any way you would like. We will be going into our first song, and when we come back, we'll have Dr. Roz with us to discuss all things love. We are going to be listening to Corinne Hawthorne, Unstoppable. Be right back. That you couldn't do it cause you're washed up Ain't like them bad girls that you should get your sauce up But I got this plan and you might not understand I'ma go hard as I can And I'm gonna be the boss of it Just watch me do this, put no limits, only swag on it Walk right up to the front where I belong and brag on it Go to the top, I'ma give it all I got
Welcome back to Plus Size Life Entertainment right here on the Girlfriend Network. It is me, Karishma Thomas, from the Girlfriend Network. Oh, did I say right on the Girlfriend Network? I have Freudian slips. We are on Plus Size Life Entertainment right here on the Love Zone USA. It's me, Karishma, from the Girlfriend Network. I am guest hosting today. We have Dr. Roz with us um, on the line to answer all relationship queries. Dr. Roz, are you there? I am. Hello, 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 everyone. Hello. Welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you. I am especially glad that I got to jump on here because I, I knew you were going to be coming on. And I was like, okay, if I'm not going to be hosting the show tonight, I'm definitely calling in because I'm going to have question after question, so I'll just have to use different names. But I am so <laughs> grateful to be here with you. Awesome, awesome. Well, I hope that I can help you. <laughs> so, um, Dr. Ross, just for our listeners, if you could just kind of intro, tell them where they can find you, you know, plug all your social media for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, good evening, everyone. My name is Dr. Roz Aker Black, and those are my handles on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And so that's D-R-R-O-Z-A-K-E-R-B-L-A-C-K. I know very long, but it's my name. Um, I am a clinical psychologist by trade. Um, my background is in child, family, and forensics, and I just have a passion for relationships. I, I have a passion for people functioning in healthy relationships and helping them understand why their relationships are not working. And so um, if you aren't familiar with me, I, um, I am the series psychologist on For My Woman, which is on TV One, and it's a show about people who um, – do crazy acts for love for the women in their life. And so it really is a story that, well, it's a real-life drama, actually, um, true crime stories of where people are um, just doing things that you would never think that someone would do in the name of love. Mm -hmm. So that is my background. I love all things relationships. I love talking about it all day long. (laughs) So stop me if I get to rambling because I could go on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> well, no, that is why you're our perfect guest. I mean, we are literally a network based around love and relationships and everything like that. So it, this is so great. So I, I'm going to jump right in. So Dr. Roz, you you know you studied psychology in college. I did too, and I think it's such a great um, you know degree to have because you just get such a broader understanding. But where were you interested in kind of getting into the relationships at that time, or did that come later? Well, I've, I was always the girl that all my girlfriends came to with their problems. Mm-hmm. And typically during those high school years, it's typically about a boy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Throughout my colleges, but I really ran from the calling, to be honest with you. I was going to be a lawyer, and, and I don't even know why, because I'm not even an argumentative person. So I was like, how is that even going to work? Um But as I started doing work, I'm here in the D.C. area for your listeners, and so I started doing a lot of work with gangs here in D.C. And so we were working with these kids um, just necessarily, and this is going to sound crazy, but just really thinking that these gangs were really harmful for these children. And in a sense, they are. But what we did realize is that the gangs are are like a family. And so there was like this blind loyalty to people who were not actually their family. And so getting them to understand that it's okay to be loyal and understand what belonging to something means, but it 
it has to be in a healthy fashion. So if someone is asking you to hurt someone, that's not a healthy relationship for a family. So really just doing that work um, just really got me in, in the space of recognizing that people really just do not know how to have relationships. And it's, a, it's, it's unfortunate. You do what you know. And so right. I, you know, I, I tell parents all the time that, you know, they're their child's first teacher. And mm-hmm. so whatever you show them what relationships look like, that's what they're going to model in their adult life. Mm-hmm. So if their relationship with, so if your relationship with your parents is strained, is neglectful as a child, that's what you think relationships are. Right. You you don't know any different. That's your foundation. And so when we think about people who are constantly in these unhealthy relationships, I promise you, if you look back at their past, at their um, upbringing, you absolutely can see where it all begins, how mm-hmm. it all goes awry. So that's honestly how I really got into it. Just, I, I just was never the girl that could not get away from listening to to someone's breakup story. And um and then doing a lot of work <laughs> doing a lot of work here in the courts, um, in D C courts with families separating and things of that nature. So being able to see how um when a family is broken, how it affects mm-hmm. each individually differently in the family. And so that's how I really got into it. And I was like, you know, here's, here's the reality. We learn everything else, but we don't learn what love looks like, what healthiness looks like. Like we're not learning that in K through 12. And the only time mm-hmm. that you probably will learn that is if you are seeking a higher degree, even past your bachelor's. So right. actually getting a doctorate in psychology just really brought it on brought it all home to me about what a healthy relationship looks like. Wow. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing because I feel like, you know, like you said, when people are just, you know, coming up and they have the, the typical, the boy problem and you can kind of trace it back to family. Some people are in those situations and they don't realize that they are unaware of what a healthy relationship is. So, you know, I, I, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of listeners, a lot of my friends have been through that situation where what they are experiencing now they, in their mind is a healthy relationship because that's what's been, you know, shown to them growing up. That's how, you know, quote unquote love is. But how, are there any kind of, you know, certain things where you would say someone would then need to realize or how would be the next step to kind of break that pattern? If somebody's oh, really just like, how do I, why am I doing the same thing over and over again? That's 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 an excellent question. Um, there's there's this thing that I've been kind of just teaching here lately about understanding your relationship personality, and what I mean by that is how do you function in a relationship? Because if you never do an assessment of how you argue, of how you feel about things, how you experience things, about how you perceive things, then you're gonna find yourself just in the same situation every single time. So oftentimes when people are struggling, when I see clients, uh, typically married couples coming in and they're like, it's the last resort. So it's like a Hail Mary help us. And what I take them through is that I have them do an examination of their attachment style. So your attachment style is how you attach to 
your parents. So I was talking about that a little bit earlier. So a secure attachment, everybody wants that. We want the loving relationship with our parents. We know that we could trust our parents. Our parents are going to be there. Our parents were our rock. They were an amazing foundation. So that's a secure attachment. Then you have the other three attachments where things are not so secure. So, again, there's an ambivalent kind of relationship. Parents are there sometimes, and then they're not. Um, So you can't really trust whether you can depend on them. And so we carry those things into our adult relationships. So if you do an examination of your relationship personality, and I hear it all all the time, well, I just can't trust anybody. People hurt me Mm -hmm. all the time. And so you you hear that a lot. Here's the reality. If you're living, you're going to be hurt, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's, it's inevitable because we disappoint each other because humans just disappoint. It's human nature. But how you overcome that hurt makes the difference. So if you're going to be the individual that's, woe is me, nobody loves me, nobody cares about me, everybody hurts me, then you're going to stay, and I don't want to call it a negative pattern, but you're going to stay in that default behavior. Mm. So everything that you think about in regards to relationships is going to come from that mindset, right? Nobody loves right. me. And I don't, I don't, I, and I don't want to say like the victim mentality, but just to make it understandable because people understand that. Um, mm-hmm. but, but you're from this perspective that everybody wants to hurt me, so I can't trust anybody, so I might as well be by myself. Right. But then you have um, if you're an individual who is like, you know what, this guy hurt me. Let me look at the role that I played in this or this or this girl hurt me. I don't know if you have male listeners, but if this girl hurt me, um, let me look at the role that I played in this relationship. What did I learn from it and what can I do better? So many times we get caught up because it's so much easier to blame the person that hurt us. Right. But everybody plays a role in a relationship breaking up. Now, let me explain that a little bit. So say, let's take the typical reason why people break up, infidelity. So mm-hmm. he cheated, she cheated, you know, um, in the relationship, and so they ruined the relationship. So, of course, and I tell and this, this is very hard for people to understand when I say this, but cheating is just a symptom of a relationship, of what's wrong. It's not the real problem. There's something that led to the cheating. So people are like, what? He cheated? Mm -hmm. He cheated? It's the worst betrayal ever. How could you cheat on someone? You know, but it really is just a symptom. If a person stepped back and they look at what may have led up to the cheating, then they'll see that maybe there was ineffective communication. Mm-hmm. They'll see that there's ineffective um, affection. They'll see that there's, um, you know, just this not someone feeling secure, causing an insecurity. And so if you evaluate head on, you can really prevent these bad things from happening to you. I tell men all the time who always say that their wife nags, my wife nags me. And so mm-hmm. I said, well, how many times did she ask you to do something? She'll ask me like five times, and I'm like, oh, well, here's, the, here, here's how to help you. The first time she asks, just do it. Then you don't have to hear it four more times. <laughs> and <laughs> well, exactly. the, it's the hardest concept for men to get or sometimes for women to get. But the reality is is that 
when you are not answering your partner, so when your partner has to nag you, that means that you do not know how to communicate. Because people really don't understand that there's three stages to communication. Communication is one, it's going to be active listening. So are you really hearing what your partner's saying rather than you listening to defend yourself in the argument? Most people can't get past step one because most people are listening to justify themselves and why they feel this way and why something is taking place. And so, unfortunately, because of that, most people never make it to the second step, which is understanding. And so really understanding where your partner is coming from, understanding their perspective, taking into account how they may be feeling. It does sound like a lot of work, but I promise you it will alleviate arguments in your life. So first, you're actively listening. Second, you're understanding what they need, their perspective. And then the third part of effective communication that most people never get to is responding to the need. So after right. they told you what they want, after they you've understood, if you don't act on what they've asked you to do, how to meet their needs, then it's all for naught. Because what you're communicating to your partner is, I don't care about what you need. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter to me. And so most people really don't know how to communicate. They don't understand how to go through the steps of communication so that they aren't arguing. If you, if you see a couple that's arguing about the same thing for five years, <laughs> they do right. not know how to communicate. Like exactly. number three of the step is not being done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not really a life that anybody wants to live. But, oh, my Dr. Roz, you are dropping knowledge. I feel like all the listeners are out here with, like, a pen and paper, like, just on every word. Um, we are going to get back into this right after this song break. We are going to go into Party Be Best Life, and we'll be right here on Plus Size Life Entertainment with Dr. Roz. I'm living my best life. Yeah, yeah. I'm living my best life. Made a couple M, you know. Ah! So I'm living my best life. I'm living my best life Made a couple M's with my best friends Turned on my L's in the lessons You see the whip pulling up, it's like Dreams pulling up, I'm like I'm living my best life It's my birthday, at least that's what I'm dressed like I'm like Big Pop, mixed with Tupac I'm like Machiavelli, need some Little Caesar pizza, I be hot and ready Nigga, you a pussy and a rat You like Tom and Jerry, nigga, you ain't ballin' You just talking, that's that commentary I was in the field, man, I slayed for this Had to talk to God, drop down and pray for this To my surprise, he replied, say you made for this I seen the car, wanted, then I went and paid for it Cash, cash, hit the take, yeah, hit the race, hit the dash, dash That's when they came for me on Twitter with the backlash Cardi B is so problematic, it's a hashtag I can't believe they wanna see me lose that they talking junk and they think these hoes mad trash I'm giggling, can let the devil have the last laugh Ain't no more beefing, I'm just keeping to myself I'm my own competition, I'm competing with myself I told y'all, I'm living my best life I told y'all, I'm living my best life I made a couple M's with my best friends Turned on my L's in the lessons You see the whip pulling up, it's like Drink pulling up, it's like I can see it in your eye. You don't like winning, I can see it in your tie. Better be careful with.
with these women when you trickin' sendin' flies She count money in her sleep and she don't never spend a night But she trappin' and she had to make it happen for her life Don't be mad because she haven't shit, you had it your whole life We had baggage on our flights, we had badges on our asses You got passes in your life, you had gadgets on your bike Got work magic, got work magic, got work magic in my life And that guala like Ayala cause that baggage took my life And y'all no good to them, well I don't want no champagne But can we please get some more champagne? Andre G like Vonche, reach like Ron James, pep talk from Yonce. Remember my hands had ash like Pompeii. Now they hold cash, won't peak like Dante. I told y'all, I'm living my best life. I told y'all, I'm living my best life. I made a couple L's with my best friends. Turned all my L's in the lessons. You see the whip pulling up, it's like skirt. Dream pulling up, it's like skirt. I'm living my best life, it's my birthday, at least that's what I'm dressed like. I said I never had a problem, showing y'all the real me. Hair when it's fucked up, crib when it's filthy. Way before the deal me, shoot to pay the bills me. Before I fix my teeth, man, those comments used to kill me. But never did I change, never been ashamed. Never did I switch, stories stay the same. I did this on my own, I made this a lane. Y'all got a bear with me, I've been through some things. Went for small, less apartments, to walk in red carpets. Pissy elevators, now every dress is tailored. Yeah. Some real life fairy tale, Benderella shit. I got further than them hoes that I will ever get. And that only goes to show that only God knows. I took pictures with Beyonce, I'm in Mama Knows. I'm the rose that came from the concrete and the rose. I'm like gold, I'm like gold, man, I'm chosen, and I'm floating. Hey. I told y'all, I'm living my best life. I told y'all, I'm living my best life. I made a couple M's with my best friend. The Love Zone USA, where you can listen to your heart, and we live and learn. And learn.
Welcome back to Plus Size Life Entertainment right here on the Love Zone USA. That was Camila Cabello with Havana taking me back to my Cuba vacation days. Oh, throwback Tuesday. Um, we are here. It is me, Karishma, and we are here with the wonderful Dr. Roz talking all things relationships. Um, make sure, listeners, you call in if you want to ask Dr. Roz any questions because she is a genius just dropping knowledge on all of us making you rethink everything, so make sure to call in at 347-539-5729. Um, Dr. Roz, yeah. I, want to, I want to go back into what we were just, uh, what we were kind of talking about when, you know, you said that fidelity is kind of like the number one problem, and that is not, it's a symptom of like a bigger problem in a relationship. Now, you know, we are all about entertainment here, and we constantly are hearing about, you know, the celebrity couples that break up or the celebrity couples that, you know, get cheated on. And the the kind of story we're sold is, oh, well, you know, he's a rapper, or he's a sports player, so this is just their life, and you have to accept it. So do you think that in those, these high-profile cases that it's, it's both, like it might be people just trying to play up an image and they might actually care about their relationship, but they are sabotaging it? So it's it's interesting that you bring that up because, you know, you do hear, oh, with well, Hollywood, they're different. But mm-hmm. character isn't. Character flies right. aren't. You know, so your character determines whether you will make a choice to cheat. <laughs> so right. if, if your character is wrapped up in your celebrity, then that's a bigger issue anyway, right? So you really have mm-hmm. to do 
some introspection of why is that bigger than the person that you say that you love. And so a lot of people really get caught up on this idea of, well, not even celebrities, though. I hear common people say, well, that's just how men are, men cheat. And here's the thing. If we start accepting that as truth, then that's what you're maintaining in your relationship. So earlier when I was talking about how two people play a role in the demise of a relationship, so if the guy is cheating and the girl is accepting it, she's maintaining his behavior. And what I mean by that is that she's not doing something to tell him, one, this is inappropriate, this is not happening in our relationship, or she's accepting it and he's just like, okay, well, I can do it again, and all I know is she's going to fuss, she'll be mad for three weeks, and then we'll be good again. And so right. what in, in situations like that, if you do not place a hard boundary in your relationship, and there is nothing wrong. You know, people are like, oh, it shouldn't have deal breakers. No, there, there, there's, there's a difference. People think that abuse is just someone physically hitting you, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily true. So most people are like, well, he's not beating me. She's not beating me. So I'm not experiencing abuse in my relationship. So we're not unhealthy. But there are all forms of abuse. There's financial infidelity. There's emotional infidelity. So if someone is emotionally abusing you by cheating on you and just and, and just telling you to get over it and just like, whatever, I'm going to do whatever I want, that's, that's abuse too. And so you have to, in a relationship, make a hard boundary about what you will accept and what you will not. And for so many, so many people, again, going back to the whole foundation, what you see growing up is what mm-hmm. you'll accept. Right. And so if you, yeah, if you see a whole bunch of infidelity when you're younger, then it looks normal. It looks normal right. to you in your adult relationships. You know, it's it's so funny that you say that because I, I was talking to somebody the other day and we were kind of talking about, like you said, like deal breakers, like what would make you end a relationship? How could you come back from it all? And they said, you know, they were saying, oh, well, infidelity is fine as long as they were honest about it and they came clean and told me and felt guilty. And I, I, I was trying to understand kind of the thought behind that because, you know, very important in relationships. But, and, and, but then if somebody she thought, wouldn't that still break the trust? Or it's, I guess, does it, is it very different for each person? Or does it come down to like a core feeling in all of us as humans? So that's another great question because people think once infidelity happens that the relationship is done, there's no coming back. But mm-hmm. I have, you know, helped so many couples on the brink to, to get them to understand what caused, again, is a symptom. So what caused it? And sometimes it's so much easier to say, well, the other person did this. But most of the time when people are cheating, it's really not about their spouse. It really is something about themselves that they do not realize yet. And so if you have two people in a relationship that can understand that the infidelity was caused not because of me, but because of something that was going on and it's now that I understand it, then people can move past infidelity. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not as hard as people think. Because a lot of people think like, oh, my God, if he ever cheated, I'm gone. Or if she ever cheated, I'm leaving. 
But it, it's really not that hard to move past infidelity. And, what I, and, and not that you'll think and all that again, but now you have a new relationship. So you have a new normal in your relationship. So the offender mm-hmm. cheated. They now have to ensure that you would sec- that that their spouse is secure in the relationship. And so ways that they do that is that they have to give evidence of it's just me and you. I'm going through this. So an example of that would be if before if the husband or the boyfriend wouldn't communicate and he would just go out and you know see other women or talk to other women online or whatever because that's the most prevalent thing right now talk to other women mm-hmm. online and he wouldn't express how he was feeling to his wife, then he's being deceitful. But if he's able to come and say, listen, I'm, I'm feeling like I need to reach out to women. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling vulnerable. You know, I wanted to let you know because I don't want to cheat, but this is how I'm feeling. Now he gives her an opportunity to participate in the process of making sure they fix what the issue is before you know, he goes out to do something. So that's how you provide evidence because a lot of people are like, well, how can they prove that they're not cheating again? Well, that's a good example. Mm-hmm. They're communicating at this point. They're saying, hey, right. I'm feeling a certain way or this woman reached out to me and, you know, for a moment I was attracted, but I thought better of myself and I decided that I should discuss this with you and now I'm going to shut down this account. You know, so there are ways that people can show and give evidence that they are trying to move past the hurt that they've caused. Right. But in that situation also, so this is something that always comes up. In that situation also, so the cheater has to prove, like, you know, the trust again and things like that. But the other partner in the relationship also has, because I've seen it before where, you know, someone gets cheated on and they try to work it out. But the other person can't let it go. And so anytime they get into a fight, they kind of take it and throw it back in that person's face. So if you're forgiving and trying to move on from there, you really have to release that aspect of it, right, and try not to bring it back up in anger or in a fight or just, you know, kind of like an emotional leverage over the other person. Absolutely. Once you take Mm -hmm. them back, you no longer have the right to keep throwing it up in their face. Because if you say you forgive them and you're trying to move on, then throwing it back up in their face is not moving on. It's keeping you stagnant. So, again, if, if, if you're doing that, then you're maintaining a behavior that may go out and make them offend again because when they're trying to do right, you still throw it up in their face. So you're absolutely right. Each person in the relationship has to change their behavior. So, yeah, she, he or she, who's ever cheated on, they're going to have to heal, and they're going to have to heal separately in order to be better for their relationship, if that makes sense. So both people have to heal. But right. you have to do your separate healing, and you have to decide which life do you want, your, your single life or his single life or the life you want to have together. And so you have to do your healing so that the life that you want together can be at its best self. And so a lot wow. of people don't want to go. Yeah, it's tough. It's, listen, it's tough because no one teaches us how to navigate through the messy stuff in relationships. But it really is about perspective, how you think about it, that really can get you through it. 
on if you take those tenets of communication, of actively listening, listening and truly understanding, when a person feels understood, they are loyal to you. Mm-hmm. I repeat that. When a person feels understood, they are loyal to you. Think about the first teacher that you had that really got you, that you wanted to work hard for them because they really understood you, they liked you, they saw some, they saw potential in you, so you don't want to disappoint them. It's the same thing. Everybody wants to be the apple of their spouse's eyes. Everybody wants to be seen in a favorable light. And so in order to keep that behavior going, you have to understand how to uplift your partner. So many people get into the, get this idea of well, we're arguing and I won the fight. But here's the truth. If you're always winning the argument, that means that your partner is always losing. And so you oh. really have to think about yeah, it's deep, right? That is Your partner's yeah, always losing. <laughs> and so think about if a person is always experiencing loss, do they feel like they're in a relationship? And so yeah. really how you communicate, how you navigate with each other really makes a difference. And and people say it all the time, communication is key. It It really is, but a lot of people don't know how to do communication. If you get those three steps of active listening, understanding, and then responding to the need, you can work through just about anything. You really can. But you got to be open and vulnerable to the process. Right. Well, that's true. I think that's the biggest problem, especially in today's day and age. Everyone kind of thinks that they know everything. You know what I mean? We kind of live in that society mm-hmm. where, oh, okay, let me let me Google it real quick, or I have access to all the information at my fingertips, and I'm extra righteous, and I'm extra knowledgeable. But a lot of people will not get to that vulnerability. And I loved what you said about if someone is always winning the arguments, that means the other person is always losing. And I think people mm-hmm. lose perspective on that. And that mm-hmm. is just mind-blown, Dr. Roz. Seriously, <laughs> you need to – I. You need to just be writing books and teaching people all over the world. This is amazing. You are phenomenal. Um, we're going to go into one more song, and we're going to come back because there's just endless questions that I could ask you, and I'm, again, so grateful for you. We are going to go into Sizzle Love Galore, and we will be right back right here on Plus Size Life Entertainment.
why you bother me? Why you bother me? Last time I checked, you were the one that left me in a rush. Me in a mess. You all are rough. Like my side of real. That's that most city that's tight that you can't go around at night. You like to get me high. Do no one know I'm the tire. You like when I make fire. You say the flame can make you fire. Let me come inside. Let me plant that seed inside. After this, this, only thing that's the whip, baby. Only thing that was real. Only thing I can feel, you feel me. So why you bother me? Why you bother me? Why you bother me? Trying to catch you, feel me. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson, and you're listening to... The Love Zone USA, where you can listen to your heart, and we live and learn. And learn. Welcome back to Plus Size Life Entertainment. It is me, Karishma, and I am here with Dr. Roz. Dr. Roz, okay, I again, I like I said, I'm so grateful for you being here because you are just giving us all this knowledge, and I feel like the listeners and everyone, I mean, me included, about relationships, because... Mm-hmm relationships are very important um, in our lives. Now, what we were talking about earlier about, you know, just people having differences in their relationships and getting back together. So second chance relationships, they do work. What would you say about those couples that are off again, on again, constantly? Do you think that they are not treating the underlying issue in their relationship and they're just not being open about it? Oh, that's a great question. Actually, they're being unfair to themselves. And what I mean by that is that they are not giving themselves an opportunity to really see what their relationship can be. And so typically people that are in off-again, on-again relationships have experienced somewhere in their life that it's okay to walk away from a relationship and not deal with the conflicts in the relationship. And so regardless of who they get with, if they don't learn how to do conflict resolution, they're always going to be in an off-and-on type of situation so it's really important sometimes to set a boundary. And, you know, I'll be honest, I've been married um, 12 years. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, you hear the seven-year itch, but it really starts in about year five. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I, we were, we were young. We were still in our 20s when we got married, still trying to figure out life, careers, all that good stuff. And um, I think it was about year five, and my husband was like, maybe we should separate. And I was like, yeah, maybe we should. Like, there was no beef, there was no cheating, no beef, no nothing. But it right. just, we were just in a place of, we felt like things weren't working. And then, you know, I had a conversation with my parents who had been married uh, 47 years until my dad's death. Um, and my mom was like, absolutely not. If you separate, then you divorce. You do not want to create the scenario of you can come back whenever you want to because you're right. no one's doormat. And I was like, yeah, mom, that's really profound because at the end of the day, you feel like, oh, I just need a break. But the reality is when you set up that precedence of I can mistreat you and walk away, but you'll let me come back, then you're really teaching people how to treat you. So when I say that it's unfair to yourself, both people are being unfair to each other, like you have to set boundaries about what's acceptable for you 
and what's not acceptable for you. And so if you're cool with the back and forth, go for it. But in my experience, and I've been a clinical psychologist for well over 10 years now, mm-hmm. the back and forth doesn't, you're, you're not getting the benefits of a healthy relationship because you're always waiting to see, okay, is this going to be the thing to make you leave again? So nobody wants to. That's how you create insecurity. Nobody wants to be in a situation where any drop of the moment we have a huge argument and you're rolling out. You know, nobody wants that type of relationship because it's unfair. You don't really get the opportunity to see can you work through something together. I always tell people that before you commit to a relationship or marriage, you need to go through the seasons with someone. And I'm not talking fall, winter, spring. I'm not. I'm not saying that. <laughs> Right, you know, like you need to see how people handle adversity, because if you don't know how they handle adversity, and then you say I do, and then you see when adversity comes into their life, like they lose a job, like how are they going to handle that? You know, that's a real life situation, and mm-hmm. even have the conversation. Most people do not like to plan out their life. In fact, my husband it drives my husband crazy because I'm an if-then-what kind of person. So I'm always thinking of scenarios about what could go wrong and what's the plan if something does go wrong. Because I never want to be in a space of this happened and now I don't know what to do. So being a bit prepared is is a wonderful feeling. And honestly, you know, I'm, I'm very open about my life, so I'll give you another example. A year after I got married, my husband lost his job. Um, oh, wow. He was working in the, yeah, he was working in the IT industry. Well, he still does. But um, he was working at Fannie Mae, and you know, when the recession hit, like, Fannie Mae got hit hard. But luckily, before that, I was like, my dad was like, well, what happens if one of you guys lose your job? Who's saving? Who's doing this? You know, my dad and I had, had that conversation, so I had already started saving. And by the time that he lost his job, we were okay because I had saved about a two-year salary, and we were able to live off that. But if if that didn't happen, we would have been in a world of trouble. Like if I didn't have that backup plan, if I didn't go through that if, what, then, then mm-hmm. I don't know what would have happened to us because my husband was very distraught because – He's, he's a Southern man like myself, and he prides himself on taking care of his family. So, right. you know, being at the top of his game and then losing his job was a very hard pill to swallow. And so he was without work for at least a year. <laughs> so it was, I mean, even though we were living off severance and things like that, it was a struggle. And, and no relationship is immune to struggle. And so I, I say you you – when when we say for better or for worse, that's situations like this, like someone losing a job or someone getting ill, not cheating. And so people mm-hmm. really need to understand what that for better or worse is and really kind of prepare and plan so that they know what to do when the worst does come. Wow. Yeah. That, you know, Dr. Roz, thank you so much. And, I, you know, it's amazing because, I know we discussed a lot about relationships today, but you do, you know, um, 
relationships counseling in all aspects, corporate, career, I mean, everything. Um, mm-hmm. We are, we're out of time and I'm, I'm literally going to throw a little tantrum here because I'm so upset, but I'm so grateful that, to have you on the show, talking to us, giving us all this knowledge for our listeners. Um, if you could just let everyone know where they can find you once again. And I really hope to have you back on, um, you know, Plus Size Life Entertainment, but also on our show, The Girlfriend Network, Monday nights um, on the Love Zone USA little drop with me and Nicole, um again, because it was so, so wonderful chatting with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. I'm on social media at Dr. Roz Acre Black. I'm actually gearing up for um, my relationship boot camp. I only do it twice a year, and it's virtual. It's a four-week boot camp, but we really talk about the nuts and bolts of making sure you understand your relationship personality and how to have the best relationship in your life. So if you aren't following me now, just go ahead and um, follow me, on, and I follow people back. So just go ahead and follow me on um on Instagram at Dr. Roz, R-O-Z, Aker, A-K-E-R, Black, B-L-A-C-K, or Twitter, and all the information will be there. Or my website, um, the link will be up, I think, next week for uh, the boot camp. And that's my website is IamDrRoz.com. So that's I-A-M-D-R-R-O-Z.com. Thank you again so much. Um, Thank you for sharing your time with us, and we really hope to have you back on the Love Zone USA again. Absolutely, absolutely. So great chatting with you. Thank you. Um, Thank you you so much, listeners. Happy, happy Tuesday. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, I am Karishma. You can find me on Monday nights on the Girlfriend Network with my lovely co-host, Nikona Martin, um, at 9 o'clock on Monday nights. It was so great to be here um, on Plus Size Life Entertainment. And a special thank you to Jackie and Zuhela for trusting me to host their show tonight. And until next time which I hope to be very soon. Have a wonderful and blessed week. Um, We will be closing out with a great song, LMA, Boot Up.
Yeah. 